some of our favorite ideas for creating a lovely home atmosphere during a special season. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. A well-rounded Charlotte Mason education involves living ideas from great books, the discipline of good habits, and the atmosphere of our homes. And we'd like to focus on that third aspect today. My friend and coworker Laura Pitney is here to talk about creating a delightful atmosphere during the Christmas season. Now, I know not all of you celebrate that holiday, but Laura's family and my family do, so we'd just like to share some of our favorite traditions and ideas of the season. And hopefully, you'll be able to get some ideas and encouragement for creating a special holiday atmosphere in your own home, whether Christmas-themed or otherwise. So let's talk Christmas. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Some things that we have always enjoyed is having the children narrate the Christmas story from Luke 2. It started out when they were little. We have a little nativity set. I tried to get one that was family-friendly, that the kids could actually play with and handle. And so they would act it out and tell the story. Mm -hmm. And then that morphed into doing it with their stuffed animals. That was getting pretty elaborate. They had a King Herod and the whole bit. And then that morphed into they did it themselves. Mm -hmm. I remember my third daughter wasn't very tall, wasn't very big because they put wings on her to be an angel. And I remember her standing on the kitchen (laughs) counter, standing up there, saying her little piece with her little wings up. So I don't know how old she was, but pretty small. And that was really safe, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then that morphed into, as they got older, they made a movie of it, and then we would show the movie. So all kinds of ways, in a way they were narrating, but that that made our Christmas time very special. We've done similar to that, um, the acting out. I have three girls, and fortunately my son doesn't mind being in the the plays as well, but um, that time of year doing that particular... uh, dramatization is is part of our home as well. Yes. Another thing that we have enjoyed is the artwork. Mm -hmm. We take a break from studying one particular artist Mm -hmm. during the month of December, and I have a book of the life of Christ Mm -hmm. and just has pictures from master artists sure. still, but it just goes through chronologically. And so so we just display a different picture from a different artist each week, but that way we can focus on the nativity scene yeah. and, and the reason for the Christmas season in that way. And that's a good uh, gentle touch to add to the atmosphere of the home, the focus of the season. Yes. Sure. Now, I know you do some beautiful decorating that's not my forte, so yeah. have at it. Well, I feel like when the first part of December rolls around, I'm really anxious to be done with school. And I'm just ready for the break. I'm more excited about um, the times coming up with family and friends and that kind of thing. So I tend to take those last couple weeks to our term and focus on the art projects or the handicrafts or service projects, what we can do for um, 
others around us. So last year we did um, we did yard work for a lady in her church. That was part of our service projects. I mean, we should probably help her more than just once a year, but that was purposeful for that time of year just mm-hmm. to see a need and try to fulfill it. Um, some friends of, I, of mine and I, our families, all got together and did um, Christmas cards and, you know, just to send some cheer yes. to um, whoever, you know, was on mm-hmm. our list to do mm-hmm. that too. Um, but then... In the atmosphere of our home, I've had to let go of me wanting control over how my house looks because mm-hmm. that's not the the important thing. It's my kids wanting con- to contribute their best effort, their love for me, their love for our home. And so we've had pine cones lined up across our mantle that they've took the time to decorate with glitter or little pom-poms and that's their way of adding to the home. I've had children cut out like pendant flags to stream across a window or a cabinet. We've had practice with place settings. Um, They've made, you know, different place settings for all the family members and set the table officially, not just like, you know, here's your food, throwing it at them. It was, you know, official place (laughs) setting, table runner. So, to start out with, years ago, you know, I wanted it all to look like a magazine mm-hmm. because that's my happy place. I enjoy looking around and seeing little touches of things that bring me pleasure, you know. Yes. And But over the years, it's morphed into my children wanting to contribute, and I can't deny them that. No, that brings all. you pleasure it as does. well. It does. And even the nature component, we have... Um, evergreens in our yard, cedars, cypress, um, we have holly berries. So even using the things that are growing in our yard that time of year, we bring inside as decorations. We've made sweet little wreaths that we hang from our, you know, light over our kitchen table. And, you know, it's the whole like little women scenes happening <laughs> in my house, which, you know, brings my heart joy, yes. you know, even them taking the time to sweep off our front porch and putting some poinsettias out just to make it inviting to the people that, you know, walk down our sidewalk. It just, it radiates joy and happiness and it's welcoming. And I just feel like that's important um, for our children or my children to see because I want them to be hospitable. I want them to to want to take care of our home and... Yes. I know it's just that little component of atmosphere, but it's sweet, and I think that it goes a long way, especially when you have friends and family over that time of year. Yes, and I think uh, what you mentioned is a key to setting Mm -hmm. that atmosphere, that the children are a part of it, and that Mm -hmm. their contribution is respected. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that little (laughs) remark you made about letting go of your magazine visions, right? because... If you hung on to those too mm-hmm. tightly, that could skew yeah. your whole attitude right. and thus mm-hmm. completely change the atmosphere. Right. Right. One of our main traditions that we do um, every December is years ago uh, when my children were little, and I don't even know how this really happened, <laughs> but I made a full set of felt ornaments. And so they, it was when they were smaller. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how that even happened that I had time to sit down and make these ornaments, but um, I just whipped them up, I guess. And basically, it goes through the lineage of Christ all through the Old Testament leading up to his birth. So each day of December, we that's our devotion icon, if mm-hmm, you will, mm-hmm. that talks about the lineage of Christ leading up to his birth. 
but then we also do his death, burial, and resurrection. Oh, nice. And so, you know, it's just, we, f- we finish the story right then and there, but the hanging up of the ornaments once a day is just a tradition that is simple. We can do it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not an elaborate ordeal. It's just, we're sitting down for dinner, you know, let, what's our next ornament? And by now the kids know what they represent, but it's such a good teaching tool. Just, it um, is. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with reviewing it. Yeah, every, we just do it every year. Every, like, <laughs> yes, I mean, the scripture is full of yeah. those feasts mm-hmm. that happened every year yeah. and the different things that would go with it yeah. to use it as a teaching tool. So it makes yeah. all kinds of sense. Yeah. And thinking of the Advent leading up, one thing we used, because I love music, yeah. one thing that we used was a book that went through and used Handel's Messiah and you would listen to a different track of it or a portion of the track, and it came with a CD sure. already put together. And then it just told you a little bit about mm-hmm. that or yeah. put an outside story mm-hmm. to go with it. Yeah. That was a special yeah. time as well. I've also heard <laughs> of some moms, I thought this was a clever idea, especially with young children. They just had several Christmas books mm-hmm. that they love to read mm-hmm. every every December. Mm-hmm. and. At the beginning of the month, they will gift wrap each of those books mm-hmm. separately, mm-hmm. and then each day of Advent, mm-hmm. they get to pick one book and open it, right. and we'll all read it together. So right. it's not we went out and bought 24 new right. books every year. Yeah. That, that's not it. It's the mm-hmm. same books every year. But, but the anticipation of opening it. Yeah, which one is it? it? Yeah. And they could probably tell from the shapes right. after a couple of years, <laughs> but not the little ones, right. you know. So that's kind of a right. nice idea as well. Yeah. Talking about books, one of the dilemmas I found myself in is when my younger ones were the, the only one. I mean, sorry, when my older ones were my only ones, okay. I had the time to read them these great picture books or seasonal books. Mm-hmm. But as they got older, those books just kind of stayed on the shelf. So for my younger ones that are coming along, I'm like, I haven't even read these books to them that I really invested with my older children which they've moved on to different, I guess, type books. Yes. But So we have this basket in our schoolroom, which is kind of morphed into our living room now, but it's the basket that just has seasonal books in it. It's oh. free reads. Mm-hmm. So for the winter time, it may be, you know, snow day, or it might just have, um, like, a, we have a counting book that's through nature, you know, but it's all winter, the season of winter. So seasonal, and then some Christmas books in there as well. And then... Um, even almost through February, you know, it's all the winter season. And then I'll put those back on the shelf and get out my spring books. And so then all the spring seasonal books will be in that basket. So they're kind of like the free reads, but it also is a reminder for me to read those <laughs> to my children, um, yes. the especially the younger ones, or have an older one read to them. Because they're great books that just sit on my yes. shelf, but it's like, when do I get these out? And then mm-hmm. I have summer ones, and then fall, Thanksgiving. You know, so it's just an ongoing basket that is accessible and reminds me, oh, yeah, we have these great books that go to this season. That little visual cue. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the habit of getting them out every season helps to, oh, yes, a little reminder there. That's a great idea, too. Do you have any special baking that you guys do? Girl, I do not like to cook. (laughs) (laughs) It It is one of those things that I will ration out. So my mom is good with, uh, doing like holiday baking mm-hmm, so mine. and uh, I have a friend who will invite the girls over and Eli too you know and they'll do like a whole day of cookies and stuff so I'm all about like yeah go do that yeah, you know I it's enjoy. it's just not my happy place I don't love it and 
But the nice thing is now that my older two have been taught, you know, baking things, and yes, I've taught them some things, but, you know, they can go in the kitchen and bake a batch of cookies or make us, you know, a cake. And so it's kind of like, oh yeah, let me, let me give them the tools and the permission and y'all mm-hmm. do it and the cleanup. And so it does get done, but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily right in the middle of it. Well, and that, <laughs> I think that can be encouraging for yeah. some of our viewers who <laughs> that's not their happy place either. It seems like so much of Christmas is about food, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have to be just the food. Right. Now, when I grew up, my mother would make Kringlers okay. every time because yeah. every Christmas season because of her Dutch background right. or Danish background, excuse me, Danish background. And Kringlers are oh, yeah. melt in your mouth, habit forming. I don't know if I've ever had one. Oh, girl. <laughs> and then we would also make, I remember making Christmas, uh, excuse me, candy cane cookies. Okay. Where you would make a strip of red and a strip of white, and you'd twist them together, <laughs> and you'd make them into a candy cane, you'd bake them, and when they came out, while they were still warm, mm-hmm. you crushed up a bunch of candy canes, peppermint mm-hmm. candies, and sugar, and sprinkled it oh, on top. Nice. Okay, now these were delicious. Okay. But so labor-intensive. Right. Only done once a year. Right. And so we did those for a while, but then... My kids were diagnosed with different um, ailments, or I don't know how you would put it, but we had to watch their diets and make changes in their diets, and um, two, at least two of them had to go gluten-free. It is really hard to make Kringlers (laughs) and candy cane cookies when you're gluten-free. So many of the Christmas cookies kind of had to be set aside. Mm -hmm. We didn't want them to have to put the work into it and not be able to eat it, and we didn't want to eat it in front of them. So I just say that to encourage our viewers, maybe baking is not your happy place, or maybe there are other circumstances Mm -hmm. that have had to push the baking element to the side, but there's still plenty of other things we can do all together to create that atmosphere in our homes. We always try to learn a a Christmas hymn or one related to, I mean, I hate to call them just Christmas hymns because I know we should celebrate it all year round, but, you know, that's just what they're labeled. But we really try to focus on one that honors Christ's birth or, you know, joy to the world, those kind of genre of hymns. And it's always fun because now we have, we know quite a few of them, so Mm -hmm. we can go Christmas caroling and, uh, we did that this past year with uh, a lady in our church lives in um, a community that is all elderly people, um, like a 55 and older community yes, kind of thing. Yeah. And so we asked if if a few of us moms could go and sing to her neighbors, to her and her neighbors. With and your kids too, With I her assume. kids, yes. No, yes. Okay. <laughs> Singing's not my thing either, so <laughs> I'm not really sure what my thing is. But So we got permission to take our kids um with to to her house and to her neighborhood and so she's on her little golf cart you know and telling us where to go because she wanted her us to sing specifically to the people she knew you know in her neighborhood so we're just enjoying ourselves but after the first few houses man i'm huffing and puffing because we're walking following the golf cart singing (laughs) so next time i need to do some like exercise ahead of time to get prepared to be able (laughs) to do the christmas carol sing and walk at the same time yes yes (laughs) But it was a fun memory, you know, it was fun. And of course, they all had little treats for them and really loved the time. And so it was beautiful to see the kids see that return investment almost immediately, the joy in the the different, you know, people's faces of these children. They're singing their heart outs uh, with the hymns that they had learned, even if we were out of breath. (laughs) 
<laughs> Another thing I like to do with those Christmas carols mm -hmm. is sometimes I can find good books that tell the story mm -hmm. behind them. Yeah. I have a really nice one that tells how Silent Night, Holy Night started. That you know the organ broke down and they couldn't use it for the Christmas yeah. Eve service, and so the the gentleman just wrote this song and did it with a guitar, just very peaceful, and it just took off from there. Just those ideas as well, just make for such yeah. sweet times. I really like how the ideas that we've shared are not expensive, mm -hmm. they're not elaborate, mm -hmm. but they can contribute so much to the atmosphere mm -hmm. of our homes. I think we need to be careful, especially during holiday season, mm -hmm that we don't get caught up in the busyness, mm -hmm. in the stress, in the expensiveness yeah. that can occur. If we can make our homes a center of harmony and mm -hmm. peace and joy, yeah. that's what the kids mm -hmm. are going to remember. Yeah. That's and what we want them to remember. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. And we'll be enriched in the meantime yeah. as well. Yeah. How about you? Do you have a special Christmas holiday idea or tradition that you would like to share with others, maybe some of your favorite Christmas reads to the whole family, go ahead and leave those in the comments so we can share those ideas with each other. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. <laughs>